0: Hello, my creative friends. Welcome back to the Do It for the Process podcast, which is being taken over by Share the Work. Share the Work is a five day program that I'm running free for the creative community, and it takes place in a couple of places. You're listening to one of them, the podcast. Hello. Also, there's a free community space where we can share our work and ask questions and just be in community, make some new friends, talk about art. It's very fun and very, very beautiful. It's been so fun seeing your posts in there. Those of you that are in that space already, if you're not in there, click the link below and join us. It's happy. It's just happy. In addition to that, I'm going live every day at 1 p.m. inside of that Facebook group. And I get to answer your questions and talk with you and expound on these topics that we talk about in the podcast. And just, it's so great. It's so happy. And I love getting to be in a space with you human to human and answering your questions and just having that back and forth connection, which is really, really beautiful. And it's actually the topic of today's podcast. So, so far we've talked about whether or not artists can actually sell their work online, how we can do that a little bit of mindset and uh, reframing of of lies and things that are just often spilled into our brains and they don't belong there. And we have to just actively get them out. They don't help us at all. Yesterday, we talked about the things that I think make an effective website or that I know make an effective website. That podcast episode was really, really full. If you left that episode a little bit overwhelmed and like, oh my gosh, I have so much work to do. Just take a breather, take a step back. This is a process. This is an evolution. 1% of progress a day is all you need. Making artwork is here for you if you're like, I really need more guidance or I want more support or I want more insight or I just need more. I got you. Join me in the course. Making artwork, it opens tomorrow. It opens tomorrow. Oh my gosh. Ooh. I got all chills. Okay. Today we're going to talk about knowing your customer. Because if you want to sell artwork online, artwork is a highly connective thing to be offering to the world. It's you letting something vulnerable live outside of your body. You're putting it on that pedestal. You're saying "Hey, world, this is for you to look at the next, uh, part of that, of that equation is figuring out who's looking at that work. And that's going to tell you a lot. It's going to tell you both where you should share the work, how you can support it best, uh, what audience it's going to fit best, where your work is going to shine most and resonate. Most it's going to help you a lot in your marketing to direct it into the right place. It's also going to help you as you do something that's really common for artists to have to work through, which is a little bit of vulnerability. Hangover, it can feel really, really, really vulnerable to put your work into the world for a variety of reasons. Number one, it's intimate. You created this. You have a lot of nerves around it. The same way that it feels a little bit vulnerable to bring your newborn baby out into the world. Those of you that have had kids, you might resonate with this. It just feels kind of vulnerable. This feels like that, but even more so because you know your kid's cute. You know your kid's perfect. You know, like that's done. Your work is somehow undergoing this extra level of scrutiny, mostly just by you, by the way. Your audience is not scrutinizing it that much. They're just, they're just not to let that go. But there's this extra level of fear and trepidation and just feeling like this work is precious and you love it and you want it to be received well. And what if they just don't receive it well? Well, it's really reassuring to know who your audience is as you go about that process. Because I can nearly guarantee you that your audience is kind and good and loves creativity and loves beauty. And is it attracted to you because of your message, which is probably in line with those things. So the more you can let that sink in and really just be known, like actually be known, um, the easier online sales become. And I think online sales are particularly vulnerable because you can't see the person face to face. This is one of the benefits of going to an in-person event like an art show or a craft fair or some kind of in-person event, a gallery opening, doing a pop-up at a shop. It's helpful to see your humans face-to-face, to to see your customers face-to-face, and to see their humanity, to see that they're just normal, kind, busy people, just like you. They're not monsters. They're not waiting to criticize you. They're just walking around, taking it in. So imagine your online customers are doing the exact same thing. They're just walking around and taking it in. But... Just like most of us aren't going to sell our work very well at a boat show or a sporting event or, I don't know, local trash dump, um, you're probably not going to sell your work if you're putting it in the wrong online spaces as well. So this is why it's important to know your audience, to know who your customer is. If you don't have any data yet, don't worry about it. Inside of Making It Work, I help you think through how you can collect this kind of information without even really having your customers yet, because there are things that you can infer based on what you're putting into the world. Who are you going to be attracting? Who are you going to be speaking to? Because you're speaking in a way that's going to attract certain people. For instance, when I began reading poetry on this show, I knew that I was going to attract certain people and repel others hopefully not you. I hope, I hope I didn't repel you, but I knew that was a choice that was going to be deeply attractive to some. And then I know there are listeners that are going to just be like, okay, cool. I'm done. Thank you. Um, as soon as the poem comes on they're just like, not my thing. I'm here for the information and for the, like the, a little bit lighter content. And that's fine. Totally fine. But I knew that was a choice. So, because I knew that was a choice, I knew that I'd be uh, beginning to attract people that had a little bit more interest in that deeper style of communication and like just that more soulful conversation. That was a choice that I made because it resonates with me. It makes me feel congruent and aligned and happy. So, that's a win. That's a win. So, think about the things that you're saying with your work that are probably speaking to people and probably. Resonating with some and repelling others. And before you go, oh my gosh, that's terrible. It's not terrible. It's actually genius. You don't need all, was it, is it 8 billion people? I don't know. There's a lot of people though. You don't need all of them. You don't even need a hundred thousand. You don't even need 10,000. You need like, I don't know, 30, a (laughs) hundred people. You don't even need to attract that many people. How many customers can you actually meet the needs of and and well and do so in a way that makes you feel like you're really proud of your work? Um, How many customers do you need to stay profitable, to stay in your studio day after day? How many do you need to grow your business in the way that you want to grow your business? As long as you know those numbers, you can kind of let go of the need to please everybody because you don't have to please everybody. I don't need all the listeners in the world. I'm not trying to be NPR. I'm trying to be me. And that means that I can let go of the need to attract and repel as well, attract as many people as possible and repel others. In fact, NPR is a great example. They are repelling a lot of people and they're attracting a lot of people because of their political statements. And I'm not going to get into all that on this podcast, but I think that's an example of just speaking to your audience in a really beautiful way. And that's what we're going to do here. And that's what I encourage you to do with your creative work. So instead of trying to be, let's say Hershey, Hershey chocolate company is attracting as many people as possible. They want to sell all of the chocolate they possibly can. They're in the mass consumer market. We're in the niche, intimate, intentional, few and far between consumer market because you're selling something that is highly valuable and very precious and therefore it's priced accordingly. We're not selling a bag of of Skittles or MMs. Is that even Hershey? I don't even think it is Hershey, but you get the point. We're selling things that are costing a little bit more than that. And it's worth it because what we're selling is valuable and um lasting versus M&Ms sadly. <laughs> okay. So inside of the workbook again, I talked about this yesterday in the episode, but go download the workbook. It is so important. I can't stress that enough. Um it's called how, hold on, read the title that I don't mess it up. How to sell your art online. It's from Share the Work and me, Emily Jeffords. Oh my gosh. Hi. I'm Emily Jeffords. I'm an artist full-time educator full-time mother full-time <laughs> um I live in South Carolina although well, I'm not from here so I don't think I have the Southern accent but I feel like it's sneaking in sometimes I've been here for a few years now and I feel like it's it's creeping into my accent a little bit it's fine it's fine it's fine um you can find my work at emilyjeffords.com you can find the classes that I teach at emilyjeffordslearn.com And it's an honor to have you in my audience. This is kind of fun to talk about to my audience. How great. Okay. Inside of the workbook, we're going to be on page six. No, I'm sorry. We're going to be on page seven. Page six is the shot list, which is just so practical. Go download the workbook. Okay. Step number two, page seven, know your customers. You're going to work to remove doubt work to create trust and getting to the root of why you create what you create, what you're saying to your customers and your collectors, why they should listen to you. And this can be for a product like painting or pottery or pies. It can also be for your blog or for your Instagram or for your TikTok or your YouTube. Your customer is the person that's consuming whatever you're making. So if you want to sell products, it's your buyer. If it's If you want to have more views, it's your audience member, your viewer. If you want to have more readership, it's your reader, right? So kind of think about it that way. Your customer is your person that needs to engage with whatever you're offering. So I want to, (laughs) I want to, (laughs) my tongue got stuck. I want you to get out a pencil. And to sharpen it, if it's a Blackwing pencil, you are my person. I love Blackwing pencils of all of my heart. I want you to get out a pencil. Any pencil will do. It doesn't have to be Blackwing. And take notes. And if you have the workbook printed, there's space for you to do that right here in the workbook, which I recommend. I'm going to ask you some questions. And I want you to sit with these questions. But I also want you to answer them intuitively. So if you have data, if you have actual things you can look up in source, If you have asked your audience these things, if you've created a poll in the past, awesome. But if you're just kind of sensing and feeling, um, me too, I do this a lot where I sense and feel the first question is what does your customer want most from you, from your work, from your creativity, maybe not most in the entire universe, because we all want to be loved and to feel connected and safe. And like our needs are being met, right? What does your customer want most in the context of your creative work? So for an example, in the context of my creative work, my customer wants to have a home that is inspiring and creative and inviting and beautiful. So my artwork comes alongside that desire and makes, makes that easier for them because they can have beautiful paintings on the walls. They can have artwork that reflects their inner world, their outer desires, things like that. Inner world and inner desires, I should say. Um, for the other side of my business, let's take... Um, let's take making artwork, the course that I offer the customer for the course is an artist who wants to grow a studio that's profitable and wants to find ease and pleasure and alignment and creativity as often as possible in their life. So that course comes alongside and really helps them do that really, really clearly and easily. And we get to create magic, which is really fun. Okay. the next question is what need are you fulfilling through your work? Those, those questions are a little bit similar. What do they want most? And then what are you most fulfilling? I kind of answer both with my answers to that first question, but what need are you fulfilling through your work? Inside of making our work, we talk about this in module one, and I often have to simplify this for people because we often get really existential about it and think that we're not actually meeting any needs because we don't sell food or shelter or clothing, if you sell clothing, then you have this need met. Um, We we solve problems that are a little bit more existential (laughs) and a little bit more personal and a little bit broader. And the beautiful thing about selling creative work or selling things that aren't needed, quote unquote, like you don't have to have artwork to survive. I think you kind of do. That's a different topic for a different time. Um, I think humans need creativity deeply, but just because we don't need to have artwork to survive, doesn't mean that we aren't fulfilling or we aren't meeting needs with our work. So what needs are you fulfilling through your work? And you can be as general or as specific as you'd like. The really general answer would be like, maybe they have a bare wall. They need a painting for their bare wall. Yes, absolutely. Maybe that bare wall bothers them because they want to have a home. That's beautiful. They want to have a space that feels inviting. They want to bring people into that space and let it feel cozy. They want to enjoy their own home. Like you can kind of think through these kinds of things. Like what need are you fulfilling through your work? The next question is how can you help them feel confident in you and in what you create? This is where your website becomes incredibly important because if they're buying your work online, their only connection to your work is your website and the images you share, the things you talk about, how you share your work. It's so important. (laughs) I can't tell you how many artists come to me and say, I'm not having any online sales. And I'm like, oh my gosh, your work is gorgeous. Why? Let's talk about it. I go to their site and I'm like, oh, okay your site is not good yet. That doesn't mean that your work is bad. Your work is so good. It is so good. Your website is not supporting your work well. It's not doing your work any favors. In fact, it's maybe doing the opposite. And maybe it's making your work look kind of sad. So your website matters so much. The photos that you share of your work matter so much. The videos that you take of your work matter so much. You can do this. It's actually really, really fun too. Instead of hearing, whenever I say these things, instead of hearing, oh my gosh, I'm not good enough. My work isn't being shown well enough. I can't do this. Don't think that that's so unhelpful and not, not a, oh, don't do that to yourself. I'm going to, I'm going to mom you for a minute. I have middle school kids, so I'm really, really good at this. Okay. Whenever you feel overwhelmed, reframe it into pleasure. Reframe it into something that makes you happy. Reframe it into something that feels like, ooh, okay, I can do this. This is actually really kind of fun. It's just like math homework when you're 12, and it is honestly terrible. Instead of making it terrible and making it this huge thing that you just can't overcome, switch it. Switch it. I have uh, my five-year-old had some in classes a couple days ago, and he was, ooh, he did not want to go. It was a struggle bus, just getting him there. And then he switched it. He like, he literally said, I'm going to change my energy. We talk about changing energy a lot. It's one of my favorite parenting tricks It's just like, Hey, let's change your energy. It's so easy when you begin to do that, that little reframe of just being like, okay, instead of having this terrible negativity living in my body, I can just stop. I can just stop and make it positive. And he changed his energy and he got an award after his class. And I was so proud of him. And he did this thing that was really, really hard for him. And he was really scared. And he um, plopped up out of the water. And and his first words were, I'm so proud of myself. (laughs) We all need that energy, okay? If you have that kind of negativity, and I don't mean that in the judgmental way. I just mean like it's actually a negative energy in your body around improving things like your website or photography. Switch it. Make it fun. This is so much fun. If there are things that feel like they are a struggle for you, then find out ways to make them lighter, let go of them, ask someone to help you overcome those blocks in whatever way you need to But make this something that is fun for you because it can be 1% better every day. We're not changing an entire mountain at once. We're just making tiny little steps of progress. Okay. I don't know how I got on that because we're in the middle of our questions right now, but Somebody needed to hear that. Maybe it was me. It definitely was me. Okay. The next question is on page eight and it is, how do you want your buyers to feel before purchasing? How do you want your buyers to feel before purchasing? So when they're on your site, they're just clicking around. How do you want them to feel before they even go to that, that checkout page? The next thing is, how do you want your buyers to feel after purchasing? Do you want them to feel any kind of, oh my gosh, is that a bad choice? Oh, I don't know. Or do you want them to feel just pure excitement, checking their email for that confirmation email, uh, looking at the shipping and tracking information as soon as it comes? Like that is the kind of thing that I want. I think that's what you want as well. And it's just so fun when you can have that like really positive, giddy energy. It's so powerful. The next thing I would ask you to do is to list several words, phrases, and feelings that you need to include on your website to accomplish this. So if you want them to feel excited before purchasing and after purchasing, you want them to feel um, contemplative or hopeful or whatever your words might be, then how can you convey those emotions in your website and in the spaces that you share online? Those are some beginning questions that I would ask you to think through as you begin to know your customers inside of making it work. We talk quite a lot more about this because the more you can know who you're talking to and know who your customer is for your websites, for your social media, for everywhere that you share your work and your words and your visions, knowing who you're speaking to is so important, but I'm going to say this, your customer is not in charge. And I'm going to say this a lot inside of making it work also your customer is never in charge. As an artist, you are the only one in charge. Okay. (laughs) So if you are resonating with something, if something is really feeling congruent in your body, you have a message that you want to share. You have an aesthetic that you want to create. You get to do that. And your customer can say, Oh my gosh, that is perfect. I'm into it. Or they can say, actually, that's not for me, but I'm glad that you're doing what makes you happy. For instance, beginning to share poems on this podcast. That's something that I know some people went, oh my gosh, yes, thank you, I love this. And I've gotten some really sweet DMs from a lot of you, which is really, really special to me. And then others, I haven't heard from you though, which is kind, um, are probably like, eh, I don't know, that's not really my thing and I'm just gonna skip. And that's fine. So you don't have to please please everybody, only please yourself when you are in that artistic um, creative mode and your audience is going to follow you because you're creating magic, you're offering magic, you're sharing magic. Even if you're, you're asking them to pay for it, that is so very generous of you to even offer your beautiful energy to them in this way, to us in this way. So thank you for that. Okay, tomorrow we're going to talk about clarifying your brand. This is where it gets very fun. In my opinion, this is where it gets like magic level, inventive, creative fun. When you think about a brand, please don't think about something like, like Hershey or M&Ms or no, we're talking about what is the soul of what you create and How can you share that aesthetically? How can you share the essence of what you're imagining? Um, it's much more than a logo, much more than a shiny website it's something that's deeper and something that's always evolving which is so fun that's happening tomorrow come back and join us also making it work opens for enrollment tomorrow so if you're considering that course go check out all the information today get ready join us i would recommend joining a peer group the peer groups are incredibly beneficial and really really connective the peer groups often um, meet long after the course ends stay together for weeks, months, even years, and they just become an amazingly connected part of this whole thing. So I recommend joining a peer group strongly. Making it Work is a nine-week masterclass. It is so full. Inside of these nine weeks, we cover every single thing you need to know to run your creative studio, to grow your business, to create more sales, to create more sustainability and profit, which are two words that I love pairing together and just really creating a career that's yours and unique to you. So definitely join us doors open tomorrow morning. And I can't wait to see you in there. Um, we begin in early September and it's going to change your life. I have absolutely no doubt of that. None whatsoever. All right. Join, share the work. The Facebook group is linked below the workbook, which you probably already have by now. If not get it today, what are you waiting for? It's also linked below and making it work opens tomorrow. All right. Bye for now.